I'm trying to see if he like said why he did it. Um, because I don't. That's going to be enlightening. Yeah, because well, I'm just curious, <laughs> like, what it possibly did. He have a reason? Cause, yeah, because it, it was there. Yeah, I mean, it, it it says what it, what reason do you have? It, for... it puts the initials on its liver. <laughs> Right, it cuts the initials into its liver. I mean, it's the the. Plea... It also gets the hose again. <laughs> so uh, apparently, like the lawyer said, the plea... put the initials in the liver. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sixty-nine. <laughs> too, too easy. Jeez. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy and a gal. What? Whoa. Oh, this time. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Doing the podcast thing. Whew. You um, would be so proud of me, Craig. I got up at six o'clock this morning. That's nothing. But why? I normally don't. Why do you? Why did you get like? If we do a ten o'clock recording, I don't get up before eight. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I went and watched one hour of of a eighth grade uh, baseball game with with a friend of mine because because he lives on the other side of town and they were playing their game over here like three you know three miles ten minutes from my house so I figured if I don't go I'm the closest one if I don't go. I don't show up. It's going bad. So. <laughs> no, I hadn't seen him in a while. And... So you didn't you didn't go to have fun or to see your friend? Or no, to... I did. You went because it would look bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke reason. I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, I sat for an hour with the sun, uh, the 8.30 to 9.30 sun hitting the left side of my face nice. intensely. I don't know if you can tell <laughs> if I look like Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters yet or not, but I do have freckles on my earlobe on the left side that I did not have this morning <laughs> now. So that sounds like something you should have looked at. And I was just at the dermatologist. I don't get to go again for another year. God, I hope nothing, nothing turns sour, goes bad. Nothing, uh, ripens. Whoa. <laughs> In the meantime, otherwise I'm screwed. Um, just a quick correction from last week. I, I kind of messed up. I got my wires crossed on what Aunt Bethany does during Christmas vacation. She both (laughs) recites the Pledge of Allegiance and sings the National Anthem. At dinner, she recites the Pledge of Allegiance when she's asked to give grace. (laughs) And Eddie stands up and puts his hand over her heart, his heart. And then at the end, when um, the old dude lights his cigar over the sewer fumes from where Eddie was dumping sewage from the RV into the storm sewer, um, and that blows up and it launches the 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 eight reindeer and Santa's sleigh on fire into the air. Um, she starts singing the national anthem, and everybody joins in and puts their hand over their heart before the end of the scene. That's yeah. the that's the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, ideally she did both. You want your your storm sewer and your sanitary sewer to be separate, yes. although that's not always the case. Well, that's that's the great joke because Eddie's dumping, as he says on the show, in, the, in the movie, shitters fall. <laughs> He's sitting out there in his bathrobe, <laughs> drinking some warm beer, bathrobe and slippers, dumping sewage into the storm sewer. Uh, kids, the storm sewer is for water mm-hmm. from storms, <laughs> from rain. 
There's a different sewer for your poo. <laughs> Trace amounts of dog and bird and squirrel poop are okay. <laughs> but anyway, not the contents um, of your RV. We do have uh, a guest here, and actually uh, two guests. The guest brought a guest. Yeah, you, you threw me off on this, but I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I had something planned, and we're going to go with it. So let's, let's see, see what how this works. This, this would be. Uh, You know what? Uh-oh. I've been inspired by Mike from last oh, week. No. Um, I've got a little something I want to recite here. Don't even make jokes about Lando. This cool guy is Nerdburger's Brando. He runs a great show, and don't you just know, with magnificent <laughs> beard, here is Ando. <laughs> nice. And Katie May. <laughs> hey! Now, if I had known you were coming, I would have written another limerick. <laughs> Oh, That's wow. so funny that you wrote a limerick. Oh, these are already wilting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put them in water. Katie May, what did you find in my front yard? Not one, but two. Two four-leaf clovers. The first of which you spotted. Uh, from the car window right as we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a big one. <clears throat> yeah, they're They big. grow everything bigger down, in, down south. So. Yeah. If I put uh, that in my bubbly water. By the way, <laughs> I am drinking bubbly brand bubbly water. That's an incomplete today. you. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> is that, it's supposed to be like a little smile, I guess. Uh, I is suppose. that Publix brand? No, it's Bubbly brand. Well, it's just it, it, the 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 font looks very. Public it does sized. look like the Publix font, except that the like the like you said, Craig, the U is chopped in half. It's only the like bottom they, half. Like they ran out of ink on the can. <laughs> oh well, here here it is a smile. Yeah, there you go. So basically, it it looks kind of as as some of my uh, more southern relatives would say, highfalutin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it, it was from Walmart. Oh. Fancy Walmart water. <laughs> <laughs> almost got a spit take. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting that. <laughs> um, and wow. oh, Katie Mee, welcome. Yes, thank you hello. for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. As always, yes. I love being on the show. Katie Mae's first official appearance, second actual on the Nurburger podcast. Yes, uh, she third? was in. <laughs> third? There third? Was, well, there was a, another time a that she was. Small cameo. Yeah, she was sitting Oh, on the well, couch. okay, right. She was sitting on the couch one time. She, oh, you have been in here before. She chimed in like one, oh one God, or two how sentences. Long has that, been? Mm-hmm. that was one of the first episodes, it's very been, early. Yeah, yeah, it was early. Wow. Because she chimed in, we we remarked that you know Ando is the face of AndoCon, but Katie May gets all the work done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she, I'm starting to remember now. Point. Hey, dog, how's it going? What's up, <laughs> she dog? Keeps licking my knee. <laughs> And sniffing your crotch. No, no, no. But she did that to me as soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> Seriously, the first thing I felt was her nose she? right in my crotch. He. <laughs> Sorry, he. That's okay. My bad. Katie May, you did what? Whoa. How did I miss that? I was Even distracted better. by those four-leaf clovers. <laughs> All right. So, oh, wow. yeah, they're both here. This yes, is going to be a, a treat. For all of you, we, we, we've got a woman on the show, which doesn't happen a lot. For you. Lisa's been tough to get a hold of. Yep. And Emily and Cody moved, moved. away and abandoned Boo. us. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them back on yeah. at some point. Um, any uh, any important news? Uh, 
I mean, not really other than, uh, cause I don't know how many, I don't know how much the local stuff, like when we, when I talk about the escapery where I work, if that actually does anything for your listeners, cause I don't know how many of them for are the, for the seven local listeners. Exactly. So, uh, who, but, all, who all know about the escapery at this point. Yeah, exactly. How many rooms you got now? Uh, we're at four still. I there think that go. was where we were from the last time, but we're actually one of our rooms, uh, is only going to be around for a handful more weeks because we're about to, um, give it an overhaul it's gonna basically change very very drastically so um i will uh, they, originally we were gonna do just a fairly minor tweak to it and we we're gonna try and do it at the end of this month and just be done in like a few days but the the latest plans have ballooned a bit from that and so it's probably gonna be still a little bit of time before we're ready to pull the trigger on that but it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun change directions sharply twice in the past week Yes. In the past week. <laughs> yes. Literally. Like yeah, yesterday uh, yesterday morning, uh one of the one of the managers came in and is like, Okay, so like that whole thing that we talked about in that meeting on Saturday, it's it's all changed. It's don't even it's ignore it all. It's changed. So. The, the joys of game design. Yeah. Because yeah, that's really. what it is. Yeah, of course. It is. <laughs> An escape but, room is just a game. Right? Yeah, we do. We we have like several yeah. game designers who work so for there's, us. So that that's that's somebody who had a great game design idea. And then that sparked a different idea three days later. And they said, no, 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 scrap all that. <laughs> We're doing this thing now. But You've got the guts of a game and not need to rebuild a story around it. There you go. So you can't announce anything yet. Yeah, it's not, it's not even set in stone because I would just about wager that maybe by it's the, gonna tomorrow it's going to change again. So <laughs> It's probably changing as we speak. Yeah, probably. It's like I'm not even there and it's just it's changing right now. You probably have an email yeah, that you haven't about, read yet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what it, you know. But at the end of the day, it's 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 fine. And and I I've, I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is still the best job I've ever had. I love working at the escapery. Um, it is. Uh, Katie May has often called it a magical place to work. It is. And and, <laughs> and uh, especially now we're both on the leadership team. It's it's really fun to see as it grows and 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 you know evolves because it naturally must. Uh, sort of seeing our influence set up with the new people that come in. You know, I train the new employees. I've actually gotten into the interviewing process now. Our last batch of hires, I was like the primary interviewer for. Oh, man. Now a person has to go in there and impress you? Yeah. You got impress. I know. <laughs> I'm a tough cookie. The kind of power he wields. I know. He's going to get an inflated ego. Uh, did, did more inflated, I yeah. might remind you. Yeah. Did you see That's the the time hop from several days ago? convention after himself. Did, did, did you see the time hop from a few uh, days ago when I reposted? The, it's like five years ago, Katie May posted a quote I had said, and I, and I it popped up again on my Facebook thing that tells you what you've posted in the past years. On right, day. when Facebook likes to remind you about your mother's death. Continue. Right, right. Well, my mom's not dead, so anyway. Uh, Way this... to go, Zuckercorn. <laughs> I've been through that little, uh, yeah. that, that fun little moment. Last, last you'd, summer. you'd think there, there would some, be an algorithm anyway. that would sort through the, right. you know, my would grand... remove death and die. Right. Morning and wake. People in. obviously don't want to think about it. It was my grandmother's death they got reminded of last time. But yeah. Yeah. No, no, the quote was, uh, modesty is for people who don't have conventions named after them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I legit said that five years ago, apparently. <laughs> And you said it again now. Yeah. So. yeah. Now we have that's a recording true. of it. That says it's on a the lot internet forever. Yeah. We have a recording of it. <laughs> yeah. 
won't be the last time you hear it. That, that's going to be on a that's going to be on a hot button in the studio here. We're going to play that in every episode. Mike, snip that bit out and send me the WAV file. Yep, I'm going to put it, put it on my soundboard. You know what? If it's going to have along with wow, I'm Owen Wilson. If if it's going to end up with my voice as a regular occurrence on Nerdburger, you know what? I'll go with it. <laughs> Because again, should we get a mod- Should we get a catchphrase or saying or something from every char- uh, every character, yeah. every uh, yes. every guest that we have on here? Ironically, regularly? character would be a good way to describe us. Sometimes. Yeah, that's that's true too. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of getting something from every every guest we have on here, who who's or which uh, Twitter should I be adding when when we post stuff? Uh, you mean me? Because you have a, a the Ando Khan one, but then yes. you also have a personal I, one. Yeah, I have a personal one. It's uh, at uh, Poor Man. Okay, so you got, I guess you don't mind if I use it then. Yeah, Poor, <laughs> like, obviously, with an E, with, like, my last name. Sure. So, Poor Man. Um, as a matter of fact, also, since we're talking about the escape room, let me toss this in there. I have an Instagram that uh, used to be just a personal one, but I wasn't really using it. It was just some pictures of my cats, honestly. Um, but I like actually... like 95% of what Instagram is? <laughs> I was say, cat I... pictures on Instagram? <laughs> I know. But I actually repurposed it to be for my uh, escape room uh, position there. So uh, my Instagram, if you're interested in seeing like the back the shenanigans of fun game masters at the escapery it is uh supreme game master but under each word is the underscore so supreme underscore game, game underscore master. master yep now it's now it's pictures of of his cats and like in the uh in the escape room. in the escape room trying to get out <laughs> i haven't brought my cats building the, the new room <laughs> hanging out at the desk <laughs> No, it's just honey. It's an escape room that's run by cats. <laughs> that would be an interesting concept. Cats in your escape room. What's that smell? Escape room slash cat cafe. Interesting, you say that. The you escape... go into the escape room and you're surrounded by twenty cats. Are Mike, those, are those cat cafes still still a thing? Are and they making yes. money? Are they staying yeah, open? Out there. Okay, yes. but this is what I imagine because every time I turn around, I see somebody that I know has posted a picture of how like their cat has taken control of their keyboard <laughs> or their mouse or has draped themselves across their television or mm-hmm. something like that. So that that's an escape room. Yeah, <laughs> challenge is. is have an escape room that's got 20 really friendly cats in it and you have to do all these little manual dexterity things that the cats are gonna on, or you and have they're to, all warm things you have to read like, things computers on and things that get warm papers and all the cats. that are you know glued down to surfaces <laughs> that the cats are laying on top of them it, it is interesting <laughs> that uh, if I want to piggyback on this that you said that was smell like <laughs> I was not implying that it currently smells there now. No, no. But the thing is, that is a uh, that is a dimension that the escapery is adding to our escape rooms currently. Smell vision. Currently in Ripper, (laughs) in Ripper, we added a scent layer to one of the parts of that, and we just got the ingredients to add scent to all three of our other rooms. So we are adding that element. So when you go in there, the immersion the immersion is even to the level of the smell (laughs) of the place. So (laughs) for the Ripper thing, does it smell like the London docks? Uh, like a tannery. <laughs> oh, oh uh, or not, freshly spilled blood. What smells like leather? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Not, not what a tannery actually I mean, smells right, like. Right. Very cleaned up version. I mean, yeah. tannery yeah. would smell like actual. <laughs> Yes. Instead, it just smells. A it would smell of, like, like dead hay. flesh and and poop. More like hay and vaguely of horse kind of. It's not okay. like overwhelming, but it is. It puts you there a little bit more than it would gotcha. be if you only just smelled the wood on the wall. It smells like that place that the used to be in every mall. What was that like Wilson's Leather? Or what was that place called? The Leather Store. Everything was leather. 
It was nothing but leather coats and leather pants. <laughs> right. When you walk into one of those. Yeah. It's like, I have a problem going into any store that Wilson's is overwhelmingly store. smelly. <laughs> like candle stores. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. I can't walk around in a candle store. I get in there and I'm in there a minute and I'm nauseous. Yeah, I'm there yeah, with it you. It is Wilson's leather. I thought Bed, that. Bath and right. Beyond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I can't leather, stay in there. Like a leather though. shop. I like the smell. That's of leather. what I'm saying. I'm that would be that, that would be a good candles. a good smell to use for the the tannery yeah. that doesn't smell like. You can, like I said, I grew up less than a half a mile or so away from a rendering plant. rendering plant. That's what it was. <laughs> and when the wind was just right. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Stinky Kroger. <laughs> Visited on your way out. <laughs> you, are you aware of Stinky Kroger? Uh, not The name really. of the named Krogers in well, Atlanta? Well, I was aware of Murder Kroger, but not and Disco Stinky. Kroger. No, I, I only knew Murder Kroger. Oh. I didn't know the other Krogers. Yeah. Other than Chad Kroger. Is that a person? <laughs> the lead <laughs> singer of Nickelback. I guess I was assuming that more people would have known that. It's kind of the, I thought... the common shit on Nickelback thing, so, you know. I thought everybody hated Nickelback. Are we supposed right. to know the names of the band members and hating well, Nickelback? Well, Chad Kroger is the lead singer. He's kind of the one, the okay. only one anybody knows. I don't know. Is he related to the, the Grocery Krogers? It's spelled differently. Okay. K-R-O-E-G-E-R in his case. Stinky Kroger is uh, next to a water treatment plant. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, my best friend used to live on a road that in order to get to his house, uh, we pat, we'd have to pass by a, a water treatment plant. And, and like we frequently drive with the windows down with music blaring, but every time we'd go on that road, we'd have to uh, Windows roll. up? Yeah, windows up, because be, he called it, uh, we're driving by the poo factory, windows up. <laughs> the that would poo be factory the, is yeah. what we called it. Yeah. Specifically, those are the solid waste digesters. <laughs> yes. Well... That seems like the right time for uh, a relevant question. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say a I'm working, I'm working on sound a, effect. I'm working on a game. <laughs> oh, well, I was just about to ask what's news, Mike. <clears throat> um, okay, well, screw my game. No, no, we, <laughs> no we're still doing it? personal yeah. news. Go go ahead with your game now. What's your game? Project Thunderhawk has begun. Is that what it's Ooh, called? Thunderhawk. No, that's, that's a code the code name. name. Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about what it's really about just yet, okay. but I have a 10-page outline. <laughs> It's just mostly a lot of ideas. Wow. Many of which will get dumped. Some of which will uh, hang around and get flushed out. I hit on a couple of things that I think are going to be really cool mechanically in the game. It's going to use the same system as Capers, I think. Mm. That's where that's leaning. Trying to find ways to have the mechanics of the game actually speak to like what the game experience is. You know, mm -hmm. um, so there's there are things that will happen mechanically that actually inform how well actually to an extent inform how your character interacts. So it's kind of thematic, with other characters, thematic system in a way. In, in in a way, I mean, it uses the card mechanic from right. Capers. It uses that whole thing, but there's there's parts of that that you can you can. I don't want. I I can't <laughs> stop vaguing all over the place, <laughs> Craig. Jeez, um, I I don't. There's not much more to say, mm -hmm. but I'm, I I yes. hit on I hit an I hit on an idea a, a couple of days ago that I was like, ooh, that's really cool. I think I can make mm -hmm. something really interesting with that. It'll be an interesting. Uh, it's a resource management kind of thing mm -hmm. in the game. Very exciting. Yeah, there was geez. what the Thunderhawk. <laughs> oh jeez. 
Yeah, there was a there was a. <laughs> Are you going to have that queued up from now on? Whenever I say Project Thunderhawk, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was a... it has nothing to do with what the game is about, for the record. Thunderhawks are not a part of the game. No, it's the code name. But since I don't know what the game's about, I can't get a sound effect for that. Yeah. Ando? There, 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 was a, there was a game idea that Joe and I tossed around back and forth, an RPG idea that I think would be interesting to pursue. I might have to, after uh, Project Thunderhawk has uh, moved to a point where you could accept another pitch, I might... Uh, approach you about this one, Craig. Since you're a prolific RPG designer, you want to make you want me to make a game for you? Possibly, I can charge you for that. <laughs> My time's worth money. <laughs> or I can just uh, I can just give you advice. And yeah, that's talk the about thing what I've gone advice. through, and and you can create something cool. Also, a very possible thing. I've tried there to create an RPG before. I just got bogged down in it. I got tried to jump into the details too quick. I didn't spend enough time on the. I, I, I tried to create an RPG several times before. Yeah, and you've actually it done it. It takes some time. Yeah, it takes a while. That's okay. the The great thing about failure is you learn from it. Yeah, like not the, to try the, to jump into the details way too early. Like focus on you know manageable. I saw a little thing on in, on the internet at one point that the, the flowchart is not like two diverging lines. One leads to failure. One leads to success. The flowchart is a linear progression that says failure, 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 <laughs> success. Now that I've described something on the audio podcast, that's right. Something visual. What's news, Craig? It's not a podcast till Craig describes something visual. Um, We've all done it. Well, everybody, Hawaii's really effed up. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Jeez. And apparently people are, are so dumb that CNN has to tell you, explain to you that you can't stop the lava. Mm-hmm. It's not stoppable. Don't no, try to stop the lava. It is a force of nature that will do whatever it damn well pleases it is until hot enough, it stops. It will bake you. It, it will cause your car to catch fire mm-hmm. immediately. Have yeah, you seen that like video? That, yeah, the white car on the side of the road. I'm yeah. looking at the photo yeah. here. Like the, the, yeah. the lava slowly creeps across. <laughs> and, and then it doesn't all of a sudden... Look, it doesn't look too lava-like. It's all black it's, and crusty. Yeah, all sure. It's all the cool stuff on the surface. And it gets yeah. over there, and it just goes... Ding, ding. And the car goes... Of the car. And poof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Auto flambe, yeah. as the, uh, the late Captain Herb used to say. And uh, It does not care about your attempts to stop. The movie Volcano um, lied to us. Was that the the Tommy Lee Jones yes. and Tommy Lee Anne Jones Hatchie. and Anne Hache? Yes. Um, there's the scene. The probably, coast is toast. Probably one of the more famous scenes where there's the big pool of lava coming down the street, mm-hmm. and they stop it. They divert <laughs> with, like, it. No, they stop it dead. They dam they, it like dam they up. They dam the it up with Jersey walls. Yeah, with yeah, those, yeah, yeah. With those concrete. Barriers. Jersey barriers. Only two right. layers, I think. One bar- one layer wide, Yeesh. all the way around, and they yeah. then they fire what did, water. Did they seal that with great stuff? No, they didn't seal it with anything. <laughs> they fired water at it. Yeah. And they had they had fire trucks pumping water. Oh, yeah, at it. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I read now with this whole thing happening uh-huh. in Hawaii, yeah. I read all the Is stuff that, that could they do that? How can you no, it yeah. wasn't even talking Not about even. the movie. It was just saying, here's things that don't work against lava. And it said everything. And, but actually it had a list it had a list of things that were like, you know, can you can you cool it off with water and everything? It's like, no, no. it's 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 so hot and there's so much of it, and it's you know, because it's so massive. All that mass is evaporate the water is, before it would do any. You'll hit it with the water, but it won't won't do anything. Yeah, if you put it in the ocean, <laughs> eventually you'll cool it off <laughs> after it creates an island or a chain of islands <laughs> like Hawaii. Yeah, um, and also you can't put up any sort of those you know, like the Jersey barriers, those 
concrete. It'll, 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 uh, it'll the mass. The well, mass, no, we, we learned about that with I-85. The sheer <laughs> mass of the lava will just go, <laughs> boom, just knock one of those, just roll, it'll well, just not roll only, right over those yeah, things. Yeah, but it'll also burn it. Like, concrete will burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we, if you get we learned it that in enough, Atlanta. The point is that the mass, the mass of the lava is so great that it'll just walk up and go, boom, boom. Like, yeah, you know, so much. I the mean, amount of, the amount of effort that you, for example, Katie May would have to exert <laughs> against yeah. the side of one of those things because Katie May is super strong. Yeah, you know sure. that, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, See the size of that four-leaf clover she yanked out of the ground? <laughs> it's like a tree. That four-leaf clover she you murdered? <laughs> I'm the one murdering it by leaving it outside yeah. of water right now. Yeah, that, yeah the, just the, it, those concrete barriers just boom. Well, you th- if you like think about it, how, how, how heavy is, is rock? Very. And this is rock that's moving. <laughs> it's big and it's massive. It's pushing. And it's not a cone. It's not the cone volcano. You know, the smoking cone. No, the, no. The it's like the, the ground just, just split yeah, open just and it fissure. went. Yeah. <laughs> and they're also, they're also, they're, they're warning people that there can be what they refer to, what, what volcanologists refer to as ballistic rocks. In other words, they explode. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like little explosions. Caused yeah, within send, send a, that send nice rocks, little hot little flaming chunk rocks of rock into going. the air. That's wow. like the that's like the fireworks story with like the, the cannonballs, the flaming cannonballs that rained down on everyone's house and they shot it off at the pier, like went through the roofs of cars. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is a art the radio show we listen to in the morning. <laughs> El Gigante, that was the name of it. <laughs> Here's the great part. The potential for explosive eruptions from Hawaii's Kilauea volcano in the coming weeks is rising, which could result in pebble-sized projectiles. Okay, pebble-sized. That's, That's not, not so bad. bad. No, yeah, just bad. a pebble. Being sprayed several miles <laughs> from the fissures. It's like, so you're just sitting in the backyard, you're like 10 miles away, enjoying uh, you know, an iced tea and the wonderful Hawaii weather, and, and all, all of a sudden, sudden you're shot with a flaming rock <laughs> what a way to go oh, sure hope you enjoyed that tea oh, man hawaii it just goes to, it just goes to show there's no place in the world that's perfect to live no there's no. something sucky everywhere yeah. hawaii is beautiful mm-hmm. it is gorgeous it's also until volcano. you get <laughs> shot by a flaming pebble yeah, yeah. Or, your, or your car gets caught on fire or the road cracks did you see that video uh-huh yeah. When the lava's going across the road and the road just goes... After you manage <laughs> to cracked. be able to afford to live there, because yeah. land values are so ridiculously high, and, then it just opens up and eats you and burns you. And hope to God it never gets really, really bad, because have fun trying to evacuate yeah. an right. island that has you know millions of people on it that's 2,000 miles from anything else. <laughs> yeah, if anything, you don't suppose if like anything somebody... really, really, really went bad on Hawaii... They're, they're, they're screwed. <laughs> yeah. There's they're, a there's a, there's a tiki idol to blame for this, I bet. <laughs> Probably. The Brady, if the Brady's taught me anything. <laughs> it's that religions from people who I religions that I don't understand cause all the bad things. <laughs> Especially like, when like, Vincent Price is involved. <laughs> like like your back going out when you're doing the hula or a mirror near, nearly falling on you in your hotel room mm-hmm. or wiping out on a surfboard. Yeah. All I remember was the surfboard. <laughs>
Peter, I think Peter, one of the kids, almost has a big heavy yeah, there were, frame there were a bunch of fall off multiple the wall. near misses. Yeah. And uh, Alice throws her back out doing the hula class. What was Alice? <laughs> well, they had to take. They couldn't give Alice time off when they took vacation. No, she had to go with them <laughs> to do to do all of the. Alice, things would you like to go on vacation? Those six kids should have been doing because they, you know, the oldest ones were already teenagers when the show started. <laughs> And could totally have handled all of that work themselves. Alice could have had a nice life with uh, Sam, Sam the Butcher. The butcher. <laughs> Instead of having to pick up over those idiot kids that didn't know how to take care of themselves. <laughs> you know, for all the great Sherwood parenting... Sherwood Shorts and his improbable situational comedy. <laughs> for, all the, for all the great parenting moments and the teaching that Mr. and Mrs. Brady did to the kids, they never taught them to just do some housework and let <laughs> yeah, Alice have a day off. <laughs> And, she, and Alice couldn't even do it all herself. Mrs. Brady had to constantly help her cook. Yeah. And she had to live in the laundry room. <laughs> That's not true. She, she had lived like a, across the hall from the little, laundry she room. She had a little bedroom. <laughs> Although I think you could see the laundry room it was practically through the a, open door across was, the hallway. It was akin to a nunnery cell. It was just like a little room with a little bed, with a, with a twin bed. And she could never take that stupid outfit off and wear it everywhere. That's not true. I don't think she was wearing it in Hawaii when she was hula-ing. in the blue dress. Okay, moving on, moving on. What else is news, Mike? Bill and Ted 3 is real. It's official. It's happening. Excellent. A factoid. Re- a factoid. Re- Stupid freaking autoplay. That would have been awesome if that was a commercial for Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, seriously, I thought it was. No, I'm looking forward to Bill and Ted 3. I still need to see two. I saw one, um, but I haven't seen two yet. Katie, what? Have you, have you seen both the Bill and Ted's? Yes, but it's been some years. Dude, I mean, dude, I didn't get on this bogus journey thing. Get, I didn't see the excellent adventure until like last year, year before. Like, wow. I, it took me a while to Wait, catch up. Come on. When this, when this thing comes to theaters, Mike, we might have to do the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll, we'll oh, get absolutely. together, watch the two, the first two, yeah. and then go see the movie. You know, right like I would one. totally it's been be almost 30 cool years. With, I'd totally be, that would be fun. I would love to. It's probably been a decade since I saw either one of them. It's been a while. Not that I can't quote every one of them up and down. Yeah. Alex Winter tweeted, we're tuning the air guitars. <laughs> Throw the goat emoji. Movie slate emoji. <laughs> Hashtag BT3. What's great is that you see the, uh, seen the, the updated pictures of them, and I love Keanu Reeves. He just looks so happy to be back in the role. That's what it looks like. You know? mm-hmm. He just looks... So- Keanu Reeves has always struck me from interviews as being someone who is just just really enjoys doing what he does for a yeah. living. He he gets a lot of joy out of it, so he doesn't take it really seriously. He he's played, to have he's big... played some serious roles and stuff, but he he just digs doing it. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have a great big ego. Like he's always seen doing nice things for people and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go back and do Bill and Ted yeah. <laughs> thirty years after I did the first one. Sure, sure. why not? Well, he's, isn't he? He's half Hawaiian. He's chill. <laughs> Speaking of Hawaii, of it, yeah. Keanu, the what cool breeze over the mountains? Is that what that means? It's also the name of the cat in that Key and Peel movie that he voiced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uncredited. I think was he credited? I, I can't I remember. Know. But that was him. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Bill and Ted's back. Ando, you had news. I do actually. Unlike a previous time when I have like two or three, I only have one, but. Uh, so this is the uh, story from December, so it's not like totally, but this was in the UK. Uh, the headline is, Surgeon Admits Assault 
after carving initials into patients' livers during operation. Oh, yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, that's so, like a surgeon has admitted a step below Hannibal Lecter. A surgeon has admitted assaulting two patients by marking his initials on their livers during transplant operations. Simon Bramhall, fifty-three, admitted two counts of assault by beating at Birmingham Crown Court. The surgeon pleaded not guilty to alternative charges of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, which were accepted, uh, blah, 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 because it was without legal precedent. Um, he came to the dock wearing a pink shirt and dark suit, and he was granted unconditional bail until he sentenced on January 12th. So I don't know if the update on this is, but um, basically, uh, I'm trying to see if he like said why he did it. Um <laughs> Because I don't. That's going to be enlightening. Yeah. Because well, I'm just curious. Like, what it possibly <laughs> did he have a reason? Cause, yeah. Because it, it was there. Yeah. I mean, it, it it says what it, what reason do you it, have? It for... puts the initials on its liver. <laughs> right. It cuts the initials into its liver. I mean, it's the the. Plea... It also gets the hose again. <laughs> so uh, apparently, like the lawyer said, the plea... put the initials in the liver. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Apparently, like the lawyer guy said, the, the pleas of guilty now entered represents an acceptance that that which he did was not just ethically wrong, but criminally wrong. They reflect the fact that Dr. Bramhall's initialing on a patient's liver was not an isolated incident, but rather a repeated act on two occasions requiring some skill and concentration. It was done in the presence of colleagues. <laughs> he signed his work. Um, You're just going to stand by while Doc is Hey, wait a minute. Into- that can't be good. <clears throat> Yeah, Turk. Is that how the junior mint ends up in your in your abdominal cavity? Because everybody's distracted watching the doctor start carving his initials. So so and and, and, like I've I've gone through the whole article to try to see, and it doesn't have any statements from the doctor himself. So that's not surprising. Yeah, basically, it's just everybody saying that it's a straitjacket and a gag. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just I just thought that was really weird, you know. So was that worse or 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 not than what that Allison Mack did? Branding her initials on people's thighs. It's, it's all messed up. But in Scrubs, when Turk had to remove JD's appendix, he stitched his initials on his, on his gut. That was the joke. It was a comedy. Yeah. This guy is really. Yeah. Wait, so the incision some... was in the shape of his. Uh... Well, he just like he closed the incision. They don't show you. Oh, then he, he's he like, just, those he are your initials. Stitched. Like the idea is stitches. that he stitched. Okay. Yeah. He didn't actually cut. Yeah. A T, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A C and a T for Chris Turk. <laughs> it's just JD looks down and says, Are those, "Is that your initials in the stitching?" And he just kind of goes mmm, and walks out of the room. Wah, wah. Oh. At, at, a, at a moment like this, part of the reason that I was drawn to that particular news story is it reminds me of, of all things, uh, a quote I heard from Weird Al several years ago, where he. Uh, I mean, obviously joking. So I was thinking of having my pancreas pierced. You know, that way, just in case if I was ever having some kind of, you know, if it was an accident, and they were doing exploratory surgery or something, and we, the doctors would see it and be like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Weird Al has a whole song about the pancreas. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Weird Al songs, actually, because it teaches you all about yeah, the pancreas. It, it, it really it's does. A good one. I love that one. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, oops, medical news. Do you remember who Mark Hoffman of Akron, Indiana is? Is he the dude who was going to have the head transplant? No, that was a, a Russian guy. Oh, okay. Body transplant. Of body transplant. Thank <laughs> We've you. We've talked about this. <laughs> I know. Well, I the think we talked about it on one episode. The head I was is the on. thing you keep. <laughs> Nobody remembers Mark no. Hoffman. Okay, you will tell. in a minute. I remember. Um, I know Detective Mark Hoffman. He's one. He's a character on in the Saw movies. 
<laughs> you should remember him. We watched the whole series like a few years ago. Yeah, but you've you've seen it more times than I have. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what's her name? Kendra Jackson from Nebraska uh, suffered uh, for years from sneezing, coughing, and a constant runny nose that began after a car accident in 2013. Oh, jeez. Uh, have a car accident and just have a have a cold for the rest of your it life. It was only recently, so Yikes. five years now this has been going on. It was only recently she went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist in Omaha, uh, where it was uh, confirmed that uh, say doctor after doctor told her uh, the fluid coming out of her nose was because of allergies. But after years of coping with this problem and the headaches associated with it, uh, she went to Carla Schneider who discovered that um I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop on this one that it was it, the, her runny nose wasn't uh boogers it was brain juice I'm going to say uh, it was cerebrospinal uh, fluid it was yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark Hoffman was the guy who had it leaking out of his ear and kept waking up like right. every year for something what was it like 15 years oh, I have the article with right here with goo coming out of his ear no with a wet pillow right thinking was I are my eyes watering like, why? It always felt like he had water in his ear. Like, and he thought it was because from taking a shower, and he's always, you know, sticking Q-tips in his ear, trying to get the water out of his ear, and his pillow was wet. He could never figure out what it was, and it was his brain leaking. Yeah. So this woman was literally blowing her brains out of her nose for five years. The fluid, not her brain. Her brain juice. Yeah. Yep. Cerebrospinal fluid leak. Her, I can't her, believe you remember that. Her brain. I just know what that's called. I was actually thinking that halfway <laughs> through your story. I was like, "Well, I kind of tipped you off with the car accident well, thing." Yeah. Well, it, it, when she it hit had her head be, on the dashboard, it wasn't going to be. It wasn't going to be snot. <laughs> it wasn't going to be saliva. No. What is it? It was be? clearly. If it was blood, it would be clear that it was blood mm-hmm. they'd because they'd say something it about be the clear. color. But if, if, if it comes out <laughs> relatively clearish, I'm like, "Well, what's inside you that's kind of clear mm-hmm. in your head region?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, there you go." Ugh. Yep. Yikes. Symptoms can include a runny nose, liquid in the ear, headaches, vision loss, neck pain or stiffness, a sense of imbalance, nausea, and vomiting. So can they, like, at least plug the leak now that they know it's there? I think she's just boned. They put a little cork up there. Here we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You squeeze a little cork right into the opening. The rhinologist says, quote, we went through the nostrils, through the nose. We used angled cameras, angled instruments to get us up to where we needed to go. Way up in the sinus cavity. After the operation, Jackson's head felt clear and she was finally able to put the tissues that had been with her for five years away. I don't have to carry around the tissue anymore. And I'm getting some sleep. Guess guess what happens next time she has an actual cold? Yeah. She's going to go check with her neurologist. Yeah. Like, whoa, what's going on? Is this a... Is there is there some like eyedropper test thing that I can drop in the in, you know on the tissue Litmus and if it turns into a certain it, color I know if it's, all right it's now drain juice or not now I have so much sympathy for this lady this was a definitely a scary thing you know I have no problem like I'm not trying to in any way say that she should have done anything different or whatever but. This for me, I would not wait five years with a running nose. Like for me, if I had more than about a month or two with a perpetual right. cold, I would be like, something is not right here. I like I didn't well, just did. grow allergies. Well, she she, she had been going, and they doctor. kept telling her it was out. Al- it was allergies. Yeah, yeah. They just think. Well, you go into your you know your GP, and he goes, you know, oh, you got a runny nose, because they're not 
you know, it's Occam's razor. Like if I go in with a runny nose, what is it? Probably snot. I'm not going to, you know, like right. if you hear hoofbeats, you think horses, not zebras. <laughs> <laughs> I is guess that, my point. Is that, a, is that an actual turn of phrase or did you just make that up? That I heard somebody, oh, okay. sa- somebody okay. said that in some movie or TV show. And I love that's my example of Occam's razor. If you yeah. hear hoof, if you hear hoofbeats, you think horses, not zebras. And that's fair enough. I guess I'm just <laughs> thinking that. even after, like after a couple of those, I would do the, the allergy test and then eventually like. You, like allergies, all, I don't know. I just it seems to me like five years is an awfully long time to suffer through that. Yeah, well, and, and in, in fairness, there's probably many people out there who have an injury like that who mm-hmm. get it looked at within a month or two. Mm-hmm. They don't make the news. Yeah, it's yeah. the one person because they find the crack in the skull or whatever is bleaking. You know, and who knows what her her medical situation is? The best maybe the best she could do is go to the free clinic, and the GP I just went, you know sends you on your way. Or she has insurance that doesn't allow self-referrals where you can't say, you know, you can't tell the GP, I'm going to see somebody, you know, a, uh, you know, a neurologist or a, you know, a head a doctor. Rhinologist. <laughs> rhinologist, yeah. whatever. Some, you know, some, one of the doctors up the tier from the GP or the ear, nose, throat guy or gal for that matter. Um, you know, where you can say there's something wrong yeah. and I want to see a specialist. Here to guess how, how much, uh. Uh, brain juice. <laughs> uh, the brain produces in a day, in ounces. Um, I'm gonna guess three. You think more? I'm gonna say a half gallon. Because I saw that article too, and I remember how much. How many fluid ounces is that? Sixty-four a half gallon. Mm-hmm. You've seen this? Oh. Well, thank you for not spoiling it. <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to how much fluid your brain produces. Every okay, day. I'll say I sixty-four ounces, like a big losing. gulp. I think <laughs> that's a sixty. Is that that's a half gallon, right? Sixty-four. That's what I will say. Sounds right. I just um, want a ridiculously large number because if it is that, wow. Okay. Well, Price is Right rules, Craig. You lose. Right. I think I overbid. What did you guess? Well, she Katie just May? said more than me. I said three, and she said more. So in Price is Right, you'd say four and screw him. <laughs> okay, right? so Katie May wins. It's 17. Wow, that's quite a lot. Yes, guess how much she was losing per day of the 17 that her brain was producing. 16, a pint. <laughs> <laughs> no, she probably would have died if it was that much. No, because it's constantly, well, it's being recycled constantly. She's always got it. She's losing a bunch of it, but she's making more. Otherwise, she would have been dead in a day and a half. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right? She had what ha- to, she what had happens to, be making to the more. 17 ounces? Where does it go if the brain's constantly producing it? No, no. I mean, if, if you don't have a hole in your head. <laughs> well, everything in your body gets recycled constantly. It's kind of a lot. Well, I guess it just goes through your kidneys, right? And you pee it out. Yeah. No, it was, she was losing eight ounces, so almost half. Every day. So her... her she was blowing... Her brain juice producers, wherever those are... Half a pint. We're really working overtime for five years. Yeesh. She not not just doing the regular a, replacement. Half a pint of brain juice snot out of her nose. A cup. <laughs> and she only had headaches. And she only had headaches. How's that even work? And headaches and a runny nose. Wait, what? Headaches and a runny nose for five years. I don't think when you've got a headache for five years, it's not. Well, it's no longer. And, she only had headaches. Okay, only, but sneezing I mean, and coughing, but that was I think because okay. it was like draining. Sure. Ugh. Ugh. I, I yeah. How much of that went in her stomach? Oh, a lot of it. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Ew. I wonder what it tasted like. I guess Ew. it probably didn't have a taste. taste. She would have tasted like brain, Mike. What? Come well, on. Obviously, it didn't taste like boogers. Oh. It's probably all salty, though. You probably can't tell the difference. Every, everything has a taste. 
in the article it was described as slightly salty. I would think everything in your body is slightly salty. You know it's blood because it's salty and metallic. Yeah. Right? It's salty and something, yeah. depending on what it is. Mmm, salty and savory. <laughs> Human flesh. <laughs> um, so. on, on, on the upside, on the, on the uh, happy news, for those of you who are fans, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a few days ago, got canceled by Fox. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this season's the last one. They're done filming. There's going to be no finale. What? They're not going to wrap the show nicely. And then the internet, well, the internet, well, it does all right, but it's, you know, it's Fox. Fox cancels great shows all the time. They suck. They've sucked for 30 years. Um, It's their thing. mm -hmm. And the internet went crazy. And Netflix looked into picking it up and passed and Hulu looked into picking it up and passed. And yesterday, NBC said 13 episodes, we'll take it back. Mm -hmm. Because they sold it to Fox in the first place. NBC Universal did. I was going to say, didn't that start on NBC? No, it's always been on Fox, but it is an, an it was it was sold by NBC Universal. Oh, okay. Um, and so yeah, it's it's coming back for at least a uh, thirteen episode sixth season. So so they get to wrap. Well, if if if, it, if it's a wrap up, who knows? I mean, it depends. I mean, NBC is really good with workplace comedies. The Thursday night kind That's of thing why that I they do all the time. It's a good it was spot for show in the first well, place. Well, it's been on a terrible night. It's been on Sunday night opposite Sunday night football. Ah, is the problem. Um, and you know, I'd never watch it on Sunday night. I always watch it on like Monday or Tuesday because I, um, you know, I have it through my streaming services. Uh, but yeah, it's, they're going to get a chance. My opinion, somebody made the suggestion that they should, um, take it, let, let it end. And then just take all those actors to Netflix and make another workplace comedy with those actors playing different characters in a different workplace that hasn't done been done for a while, mm-hmm. I'm going to one up you. If, if, if whenever Brooklyn nine, nine ends, they take Netflix picks up all those actors and does a series, does a comedy series like American horror story where it's the same group of actors, a different 13 episode workplace comedy every season Wow, <laughs> that tells a complete story and has its own little episodes and everything, but they just keep shaking up what these characters, what these actors are playing. This is that your would prediction. Be spectac- that's what. That's well. I, if I was in charge of Netflix, yeah, <laughs> that's not my prediction at all. I don't think okay. there's nobody doing that kind of an anthology comedy show. But it can't be that far off. It's, there's 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 drama series that are doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's just a Why matter not? of time before somebody finds the right combination of actors who is willing to commit. I mean, I th- I would think comedic actors would dig that. If you yeah. had the right, if you had good writers and a good showrunner, and it was a it was a network that was going to support you, to be able to go in and 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 make a great little show and not have to play that same character for seven years. Yeah. Instead, you can play seven different characters with that same group of people that you enjoy working with. It'd be like incredibly long form sketch comedy. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, Except it would have good writing because it yeah, wouldn't be it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, be all written it wouldn't be all the written, last minute it yeah. wouldn't be written all quickly in one week by the by the cast it'd have much better sets <laughs> they would have a Makeup. room they would have a room full of a dozen <laughs> professional comedy writers right. <laughs> and somebody like Mike Shore um creating the thing yep anyway you know speaking it's of it's coming back you know, speaking of shows <laughs> nine, that, nine. sorry speaking of shows that are getting their next season there's also arrested development it's getting its fifth season they're just going to pop a new one out every like five years, aren't they? I guess so. I don't know, but it's it's <laughs> it's been confirmed. 
we're gonna we're gonna jump from season five to season six, and Michael Sarah's gonna have gray hair all of a yeah. sudden. <laughs> Because he can only look like a boy child for so long. Well, He's going to be one of those people that just wakes up one day and he looks old. Well, the thing is, <laughs> it, at least in the fourth season, they let him, like, they, they did let him look older. Like, yeah. They did let him do, I mean, yes, they still brought the man-child part into it because that's the George Michael character. But, you know, I do think that they let him at least start to look more mature. So hopefully they're not going to try to do the Urkel thing and make Well, they kind of have to. Yeah. Do you think they'll make a running gag about George Michael dying? Oh, oh man! No. And and they'll constantly think that they're talking about that George Michael and not the singer. Because oh. that hasn't that happened since the last season? Yeah, yeah. Free idea, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> We're full of them today. Some good, some not so good. <laughs> Most of them macabre. <laughs> All right, is that it? Ron Howard voiceover? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> That sounds like a terrible idea. It It was. was. (laughs) That's that's the kind of comment he would make. Yeah. What else we got? Anything interesting? I'm I'm out of news. I only had the one news story. Just have others. Greenville High School in South Carolina recently warned students and parents that cheering on cheering on graduating seniors in any form at the ceremony will not be tolerated and could earn them a one thousand thirty dollar (laughs) fine. Oddly specific. The ban was issued through a slideshow. Like they brought everybody <laughs> oh, in and wow. gave them a slideshow and said, there will... "Graduation is a dignified and solemn occasion. Graduating seniors and their guests should behave appropriately." What you know? What this is? This is the people who have been at that school for a few years, the staff um, and the faculty who have to go to this thing every year, and they are tired <laughs> of having a three hundred person graduating ceremony take the length of time it should take. You know that it would actually take to like graduate a thousand kids because you know take that the graduating class and take like a third of them their families are just gonna just hoot and holler and be obnoxious for an extended period of time and you can't announce the next graduate until everybody Mm -hmm. shuts the hell up so you can hear their name that's what it is well my, my family did cheer for me at my graduation but they didn't go on for like you know a minute or anything there was there was the cheer when my name was called but then they just sort of let it go so loud cut it short come on (laughs) y'all So that was that, that was what the school said. Police Sergeant Jonathan Bragg told the local news outlet that families would not be penalized for cheering, whistling, <laughs> or applauding. <laughs> if someone starts yelling obscenities, that's a different story. Party pooper. <laughs> Quit your whining. It's part of your job. One day a year, you have to kind of hang around a little longer, and it takes a little while to get this thing done. You should be happy that these kids are graduating. Really? You did your job. <laughs> There's plenty of kids that don't graduate. Yeah. But I imagine, yeah, you get the really obnoxious, the, woo, way to go, just keeps going. Oh, Oh air horn, vuvuzelas. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that was a thing about seven or eight years ago, right? (laughs) I used to have the vuvuzela. I think that that went away. The sound. Here's that funny AMV Hell Soul Eater one. That's all I got. A Death Note one. Oh. No, we we don't have time. (laughs) Ando. What? Katie May, yes. Do you guys have stuff to talk about? Uh, well, I had a couple of things I was going to talk about. Yeah, do you have anything you want to specifically talk about, Katie May? No. Yeah. 
So uh, let's see. You guys wanted me to do – this is the first time I've been on since AndoCon. I think you guys wanted to talk a little bit about it. So uh, before we actually get into too much of it, I want to monopolize it for just a moment um, like I was <laughs> talking about. Uh, so I, I made a really big deal about opening ceremonies uh, this year leading up to it, telling people you really want to be there this time. You really want to be there. I even live streamed it on Facebook. So you actually can go to the uh, AndoCon Facebook page and rewatch the opening ceremonies. It's um, there on the internet for Forever. Forever, yeah. Um, the, la- the, the last 10 minutes or so, are the, uh, however, are what I want to actually get to. Um, at the very end, what I talked about was uh, was a sort of reframing of what it means to be an Ando, because, you know, our whole motto of I am Ando and so can you. And in the past, I've always, like, if people ask what does that mean, it's always been you know, it's being a gamer geek, you know, and that's that's basically all it's meant. But um, I'm sorry. La- last <laughs> I'm trying to readjust the microphone and just bump the stop fiddling. <laughs> I'm just, you're always fiddling. I am. <laughs> well, that's actually about to say that's actually kind of an interesting <laughs> observation to make there, Craig. Um, so last year I made a discovery about myself that has sort of reframed really my entire life. Um, and it sort of helped reframe that part of Andocon, too. And that is um, that I am on the autism spectrum. Uh, and it is something that it was tough to sort of accept, and and at the time I didn't really know much about it. And as I have uh, done more research on it, I it's kind of like you know you see I, I'm not going to give spoilers, but you know how if you watch a movie that has a, a twist or some really exciting thing that happens at the end, and you know then you have those little flashbacks to the earlier points of the movie, like Sixth Sense, you know, find out the twist. Then you see the, the, the flashbacks to earlier in the movie with your new that context. That explains like, yeah. so much. Well, then imagine... <laughs> you look at everything in a completely different way. Exactly. Well, imagine having that with your entire life with, like, why you why I have trouble making eye contact with anybody ever and why I can't shut up sometimes about topics that interest me and why I have sometimes obsessive behaviors and why I'm fidgety all the time. Like, it just completely <laughs> contextualizes everything about me in a new way. And at first I did fight against it a little bit because it's not the kind of thing, you know, you go more than 30 years of your life and somebody tells you that you're you know, that that you're on the autism spectrum and that's like normally something you think of as being a childhood thing. You don't normally think of being able to make it to adulthood and not get diagnosed, but apparently that happens fairly commonly. We're, you know, we're definitely not alone out there. <laughs> so, uh, it sounds like quite the, the moment of epiphany. It, it is. Uh, and, and I imagine there's a lot of, uh, relief that comes with that. Well, not again, not at first, but once I came to a place of acceptance on it, I kind of almost went through a mini grieving process because I was angry for a while. And then I tried to bargain that maybe it wasn't true for a while, but eventually came to the acceptance part of it, you know. Um, and then, yes, there is this a sense of relief that even though it, it's like, yes, it can put a challenge on life, but recognizing it helps me overcome that. Um, recognizing it helps me at least see the challenge. Um, and being able to focus on the, like, for example, behaviors that can be difficult to accept socially that come along with it, it can help give me awareness of, you know, when maybe I do need to just shut up and sit down. Um, but anyway, um, that plus my, you know, for the past several years, embracing my general sort of mental health you know, issues like depression and things like that. And that just really gave me this insight on the concept of what it means to say, I am Ando and so can you. And part of it is, is coming to the, the understanding and knowledge of yourself, knowing yourself and then embracing and accepting 
yourself and all the labels that come with you, not to not to deny them and try to say I'm normal, just to recognize there is no such thing as normal. Except your you know, accept your own labels, embrace who you actually are. And so it's that's kind of been what my personal journey of growth has been for the past couple of years, um, really accelerated by the uh, by the autism revelation. And so um, what I at this point look at as the purpose then of the phrase I am Ando and so can you is more I have come to a place of knowledge, self-awareness and self-acceptance about who and what I am. And so it's now a challenge to you to be that same way to accept yourself, which in turn allows you to accept the people around you, because especially contextualizing this in you know terms of a gaming convention, everyone there is very, very different. And to be, you know, gaming geeks, we're all going to be a little bit special in some way or other. <laughs> you know, we've all got our, our, our neuroses. We've all got our issues. And if we can accept ourselves, we can more easily accept with other people around us. And that kind of closeness and community is pretty much the dream I have for what Endocon is supposed to be. So that is that that was this this sort of revelation and that has put this burden on me. I don't say burden in a bad way. I say burden is just sort of like what I see now as my place in the gaming community is to provide this environment that hopefully will foster diversity and acceptance among the gamers that come and and, and join us. So yeah, I, I'm Ando, so I challenge everyone else to be too. Nerdburger challenge. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <clears throat> So there, that I got serious and, for a moment, but and I wanted to. Burger challenge. And no burger <laughs> yeah. challenge, yeah, and no burger challenge. So that, yeah, that, that's I brought that up in. Uh, I've been hanging on to the, the the autism revelation for a while, for over a year, because once it came about, I realized what it could mean to Andocon, and so I wanted to make that kind of the special announcement time. You know, that's why I pushed so hard for people to pay attention to opening ceremonies because I wanted to to talk about it there with my what platform I have. And this platform, too. Yeah, this platform, too, which is why I monopolized your mic for a couple minutes. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well stated, sir. <laughs> yeah. It was quite the moment Have you that ex- you can watch on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's actually there. It got really quiet. <laughs> he got really quiet in opening ceremonies when people were listening to me. Mike accepted him, himself a long time ago. It's when you kind of gave up, right? <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm making <laughs> a stupid joke at the end of the serious thing. No, that, was, that was you. Damn when it, you turned, Campbell. When you turned 45. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you gave up trying to change. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Give, Which is the ultimate form of acceptance, I really. Didn't, I didn't give up trying to change. <laughs> I accepted not caring about changing. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, may were you aware of that? That when I turned forty-five, I decided I had about a countdown of about a year. I started mm-hmm. talking you, about you, it. You warned us. Mm-hmm. When I hit forty-five, that's it. I'm not changing for anybody anymore. <laughs> what I am, what I was at forty-four, is what I am for the rest of my life. I mean, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to talk about actual like Andocon stuff, we certainly can. I actually didn't spend near as much time uh, out and about uh, doing like administrative stuff in 2018's events as I did in no, past you, years. You were enjoying yourself. I was actually playing <laughs> games most of the time. That was good what to see. What the hell? That was really good to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually spent like like out also on the internet because Facebook Live allows you to really look at things. You know, there was the Sean Patrick Fannin six hour Freedom Squadron launch Kickstarter launch event that was the, the big game that I participated in and that was a lot of fun. They actually during one of our breaks, um Sean took me over to the webcam and interviewed me on, you know, on the the camera for the event it was really that was really kind of fun 
And then I got to spend most of uh, most of the rest of Saturday uh, playing games with the Pusters, which is always fun. So, a muster of Pusters. Yes. And what's interesting is that <laughs> is uh, that the official term for yes a group of Pusters? <laughs> a, a, a muster, sometimes a cluster of Pusters. So. <laughs> but there was also a lady who was playing at the table with uh, me and the Pusters that I didn't like absorb at the time meeting her. But she came to uh, game night at the escape area a time or two before and after and ended up applying and has been hired and now works for me at the escape area. <laughs> so. Andocon, making your employment dreams come true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. I had a good time, man. I was saying, well, you had, I had a very you had good time. Friday was, was, you know, I kind of mostly took it easy and Saturday was super busy and then Sunday I kind of decompressed. I had a good, good convention. Lots of. That was, you know, that was right, you know, coming off of the, the, the start of the Capers Kickstarter. So I yeah. was on a high and, and, and that weekend ended up the weekend. Weekends tend to slow down on Kickstarters, but it, it stayed pretty good. So I, I'm reasonably sure that I converted to, you know, a fair number of backers like at the convention talking about That's the game, awesome. running the game. So because otherwise that that would have that weekend would have fallen off because that's how it works. Polishing off that bottle of scotch with you was also pretty fun. I got oh my to, god! I actually well, got drunk drank for the first entire, time in my life. Drank that entire bottle. <laughs> the of the scotch third of the bottle that laughing. everyone else got to try, <laughs> besides that one guy. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> okay, maybe it was only half. I I was sharing. You could have asked for more. <laughs> I, I had I had plenty. You had plenty. You were tipsy, going walking out of there. I was. Yeah, I was tipsy. And we, the four of us, yeah. along with the other people who were there, recorded an episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. which will uh, Has it pop, not gone up live at, yet? pop up at some point. It's nope. going to be one of our sometime when we need to fill. Oh, okay. When we need, when one of us can't record or something, we'll we'll prep that in there. See, this is also because of Sean's event. Which it has I, swear words in it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm it's not, not going to require a lot of prep, but mm-hmm. a little. I have to like listen to it and make sure it's, <laughs> it's not, you know, make an sure hour of. <laughs> Yeah, make sure. Well, it's not, and it's you know, make sure that like you're not going to worry about bleeping stuff. It's going to be an uncensored kind of thing. But also, we got to make sure, like, you know, we were all drinking that night, so yeah. there might have been some things said we might want to watch. <laughs> that we might want to cut out. I'm pretty sure I'm okay, but so I need to let you listen to it before. <laughs> do I need I to let everybody who was like, there? I didn't do something stupid like claim it? the Holocaust wasn't real or that the Earth is flat or something. Did I do anything really, really stupid? Not that I'm aware so. of. I don't think I did. Just swearing a lot, but you do yeah. that normally in some, some weeks. What's interesting for me with Nerdburger and Andocon is that this is the first time that Andocon has been at Nerdburger that I have not actually been there for the entire recording. And in fact, VJ, you know, DJing the whole thing, um, it was because I was you know playing with, uh, with Sean's event. Not that I have any complaints because that was a lot of fun, but that actually had me uh, the first time that Nerdburger at Andocon didn't have me on more than just that couple of minutes that Sean and Yeah, you, you had there. really kind of uh, developed a, a producer yeah. role. I, the, and I love podcast. it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I enjoy it. It's one of the most fun things that I do, but I was not going mean, to. Sorry, guys. I love you guys so much. <laughs> but but Sean Patrick Fannin's event, I had to go and play that. that but was then you, so did, fun. you did get to be on Nerd yeah, Burger the later after dark. <laughs> yeah. He was our Gelman. <laughs> Gelman. Gelman. Anybody remember Gelman? Vaguely. What is that? Regis and Kathy Lee, oh, their, producer, their, their producer guy that I they would, they would haul onto Kathy. the camera yeah. every so often. Gelman. Yeah. I never watched that show, so I don't know. That's okay. Point is, in future Andocons, if there's no other big like launch events going on at the same time, I still want to come back and do that. That was not like me breaking away from you guys. It's just I was busy. So are you going to help us uh, organize uh, the Nerdburgers convention? 
we have a name for it. Yep. Really? What is it? Condiments. Because <laughs> it has to be con something, right? Because that's what they all are. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Dave came up with that. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> no, I'm Dave. <laughs> oh, boy. What else? Anything interesting? Uh, Anything else you guys want to talk about? I've got. I had one other topic, but I didn't want to sure. monopolize if you didn't want me to do two in a row. Well, when do you, when do you want to leave? Uh, <laughs> and, 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 oh, yeah. I do need to. If and, I'm going to talk about we, this. Uh, okay. Go. All right, uh, just because the last couple times I have been on the show, I've talked about that, uh, the, the Dark Shadows fan fiction, Shadows of the Dark Past, that has Ooh, kind of yeah. morphed into a podcast idea that I've got, that I've started working on. I just wanted to give a brief update on that. It's not really going to take long because it's, it's, it's in a little, an unexpected wrinkle came up with some advice from a, a guy involved in Atlanta Radio Theater and also an actor who, I'm, who I've approached about being a voice actor on it. Um, who's very interested, but they've both uh, suggested that uh, rather than trying to jump through any of the like permission and copyright hoops I might have to jump through in order to legitimately make it a Dark Shadows uh, thing, which for the record I was fully intending to do, like legitimately approach the right people and not just do it and hope that I didn't get sued. I was going to seek permission, but they both suggested that it would actually be a better idea to just take it out of the universe, just generify it. Vampires as a concept are not, you know, unique to Dark Shadows by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, neither are, like, witches or any of the other things that Dark Shadows brought in. In fact, Dark Shadows co copied a lot of things. It's kind of one of their things. Vampires are public domain because they've been dead a long time. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, I've been... That's, everybody loves a good public domain joke. <laughs> it, it took me some... It took me a little bit of, of acceptance <laughs> and mulling over, but I think I'm going to do that. So... Um, it, it it does mean I'm going to have to rewrite a little bit of the like the lore, the backstory. Luckily, not much of the actual text. I've got nine episodes written, and I don't think much of that, other than like names, may have to change. But most of the characters that are main characters were original ones that I created, so I think that it shouldn't change vastly. So. In my heart of hearts, it's always going to be in spirit, a Dark Shadows-inspired story. And for anyone who has, who is a listener or anything like that that knows me well enough to, to heard that, they can also understand the inspiration. But it is probably going to, to evolve out of the Dark Shadows universe. That is called a homage. Okay. <laughs> an homage. Okay. It's an homage. I was about to say, wait, I've never heard it pronounced that way, but homage. Okay, yes, yeah. So, it, well, I mean, it was going to be a straight-up fanfic. Now it's just going to be an homage, so I'll, sure. I'll accept that. So I, have, I, I need to write one more episode to say I've completed the first season, um, and then I will start looking to try to see if I can produce it somehow. Cool. That's, that's a hurdle I haven't thought about jumping yet. I've started talking to people, but I haven't gone very far yet. So. Fun. Katie May going to be involved in that? Maybe. Possibly. We, I mean, I, I'm not committing to anything my husband does. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of, a lot of big ideas. I mean, I'm already the test listener for every episode. Gotcha. I just don't know if I'll be like a voice or anything. I don't know if I'll be that directly involved. 
it's been pretty fun. Every time I write an episode, I read it to Katie Mae, but of course there's only been one episode that was only one character. So I end up talking to myself and trying to do different voices just among myself. And I have to like read the directions of what sound effects would be there if I had them. So she's getting a very rough version of the episodes as I write them. You should record those too. Oh God. <laughs> Bonus content. You know, maybe I'll like record one of them just as a of, teaser of to, you to doing, play part of. You doing the whole episode, just all the different voices? No, I mean like the first episode that's only one character like do a teaser of that and like have you guys play part of it on on the next episode i want you to do an episode where you do all the voices oh my god (laughs) you want me to embarrass myself is what you want that's fun Frankenshadow. Katie May and I will discuss it, and I will consider the possibility. <laughs> That's a no. May, no, it's not a no. Katie May, when I say maybe, is it is it a no? I mean, I was just thinking I'll discuss him into it. No worries, y'all. <laughs> Katie May's got her back. If anybody can talk me into things, it's probably Katie May. That's good to know. <laughs> don't get don't get ideas, guys. He's Too late. Also, very stubborn, so you have to go about it very carefully. Yes, that's also very true. That's why we will call upon your expertise. Yeah, your, your emails and texts are about to light up. <laughs> no, Ando, nobody, nobody texts me or emails me anymore. Everybody's just kidding. He just keeps telling me what to do. <laughs> and for some reason, she's making me take oaths. <laughs> Going back to Jim's episode. Yeah, do it without a dinosaur puppet. Oh, my God. Oh boy, do we are we are we crunching out a Kevin question? Before do we, we have go time or? for a Kevin question? Yeah, let's, let's rock if we a Kevin can keep question. Quick. I, I love the Kevin questions. Do them. Okay, I, Craig. I think Kevin is trolling us now. You and good, I, good as architects. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sixty-two. This, I won't be snarky at all in this oh. answer. Six, and I was just looking. I, I I was looking for um some reference material that has again disappeared from my phone. Mm-hmm. And it should have been there, but um so I can't answer this to the uh, a degree of detail I would like. Um, 62 question. Are toilet paper rolls in public restrooms specifically designed to break to avoid anyone getting a big enough piece to wipe your ass? <laughs> I think he means like they stop rolling, you know, yeah. and, and, and the, the paper is, you know, obviously it's, it's like one ply newsprint that they, that they use in public restrooms. So, it, uh, yeah, I, I assume this is just to piss people off. Also, why are they so low? Someone sitting on the toilet, which is the proper way to use a toilet, stop hovering. <laughs> Actually, the proper wow. way to use a toilet is sitting with your feet up on a on a, yeah, uh, squat. a squatty potty. Yeah, squat. Yeah. It's actually better. For strain-free work. <laughs> the way nature intended. Uh, somebody sitting on a toilet practically has to lay down on the floor to reach the dispenser opening. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin, you're doing that wrong. How is Kevin really tall? No. No taller than me. Six foot. Give or take. Yeah. Man. He's not I don't think he's taller than me, but I don't know. He's he's not he's not like Jason tall. He's not hitting his head walking through doors. You know, he's not I, he's not Bull Shannon. I have to he's say He's not cast of Night Court tall. There you go. I, I to, yeah, hey, yeah. I have to say, Kevin, I'm actually on your side on at least part of this. I have no idea why it seems so difficult to to like pull an 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 appropriate amount of toilet paper. It just, I don't get it either. I'm I with you on this one. It because they can't trust people. They think people just be like a cat, like just sit there. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, which is why if you own cats, 
and this is the only time it is it is acceptable to install your roll of toilet paper upside down. Yeah, yeah. It's the only Because that's to prevent cats from doing that. The little pause thing where they go. Otherwise, the the paper should be coming over the top. Of course. I am absolutely on your side. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Well, it's not a matter of agreement. He's just objectively right. That's just the truth of the matter. But I, for years, I wondered why anyone would install it upside down, and somebody finally explained to it's me that it's cats, because. Yeah. And I had cats, and they never did that. But apparently, <laughs> some people's cats do. Our cats are are they don't mess with toilet paper that much. But if you leave the lid on the toilet up, they will like get up on it and, oh, yeah. and drink from the toilet. So we. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll that one over there. Yeah. The, the dog, not you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is there something that I should know? It's trying to point over you. <laughs> Um, oh man. Uh, well, you know, there's, I don't, I don't know why those there's, it depends on the holder, you know, the, well, I would imagine that that's built in to prevent people from overusing part of it too. But I think there's probably also a little bit of a trick to loading those things properly too. And I think maybe most people that are in their janitorial staff, custodial staff don't really know. Like they just they just slam the toilet paper roll in there and don't make sure that no. it's swinging nicely or some of them are designed twirling freely. Sometimes yeah. that's the case, like it's jammed or something. But some of them are designed to not go. More I wouldn't like be surprised if that was yeah. the case. And and both of you are correct. And even a third factor is that is that people uh, if they when they're putting it in if they squish the toilet paper roll so it's not round anymore and it's that oval it will also chunk 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 as you pull it out, <laughs> which is also a bane of my existence as well. Um. So Kevin, if you want to uh, have a more pleasant road win experience. <laughs> Again, call back to, last, <laughs> call back to that's having uh, a road win. Everybody is a uh, having a, a successful use of a sit down, sit down, unfamiliar toilet <laughs> where things, uh, everything goes smoothly. Everything works out. Okay. Like the toilet paper roll comes yeah. out nicely. You need, all, you need all that to fall in place. And that's a road win. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very nice. I like it. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to use it now. Um, if you want to uh, to uh, ensure a road win, then uh, perhaps bring your own paper and quit your bitching <laughs> and asking all these architecture questions. And that's the, not that that's an architecture question. That's a toilet paper dispenser loading and manufacturing question. Okay, but the thing about it being installed too low? Seriously. What's yeah. with that? That's a thing, too. Yeah. Well, the, the the issue with that partly is that there's all the stuff that's in a toilet stall mm-hmm. has a range of heights that it's supposed to be at for accessibility. And there's, le- you know, not legally, but code-wise, there's... That's an act. You can, you can go to a certain low height, and that's considered acceptable because it's something that people will be able to reach. You don't want it up too high or too far away from the... But does the code or... not take into account, like, the the kind of dispensers that you get from the bottom? Well, because like, the... those are always at heights that make sense if you were getting it right from the front. If that were just an open roll of toilet paper, but you have to reach under this yeah. like two square foot machine. Well, the the issue with all of this is when it comes to accessibility of anything is that. There are a lot of different types of people, all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and capabilities and mobilities and all this kind of stuff. And there's no way to design everything to be perfect for everyone. Ask our friend Jason, 
who, when he has to go buy a car, and he's six seven, <laughs> and he does not have the money to get anything really, really big or custom or anything like that. He's you know he's got to find a big enough car because the world is not built for six seven people. That sounds like it's the world's not built for six or seven people. Six foot six seven, foot seven, seven inch, inch people. people. And at the same time, I went to college with with a young lady who was you know four foot nine in heels. <laughs> You know, and she was talking about it all the time. She's like, the world, I hate the world. I can't sit in a chair. Yeah. Her feet my feet dangle. dangle in every chair. My thighs hurt every chair I sit in. Uh-huh. Um, and like in her dorm room, it was all like, she, uh, she had like a footstool that she kept for putting her feet on when she was in her dorm room. And then she would have like a beanbag chair and everything too. And she said, just, I'll just sit down on There's, the floor. Yeah. That's more comfortable than sitting in a chair. That's a guaranteed a sale for the squatty potty company right there. <laughs> so yeah, there's all sorts of problems with, uh, you know, imperfection with how accessibility works and all those so types the, of things. The, according to section they, six, they, they do their best, but don't worry. Don't worry. There's plenty of people who are going to solve that in the next version of the code. In ni- 19 years, or in, in, in 2029, right? Don't, don't worry. There's people working on it, and they'll have that thing solved for you in 11 years. And again, it's an, it's, an, it's an act. It's a law. It's not, it's not a code. But the 2010 Americans with Disability Act, Section 604.7, the outlet of a toilet paper dispenser must be between 15 inches and 48 inches above the finished floor. Which means it can be at 15 have to bend over for that. I don't well, understand how that benefits like anyone disabled. Well, one and of the big Craig's problem, friend one from of, college has to reach up to get the one that's at forty-eight inches. Well, the big problem is too if you've got if you're in if you're in one that if you're in a toilet stall that's got grab bars, well, you can't go above the grab bars. And if you and, and if your toilet paper roll is that giant, like steering wheel sized roll thing, then that has gonna multiple. Be, it's going to be way down rolls there. in it. Yeah, no, it's it's the giant roll. It's a roll that's that big. Of toilet paper? You've you've not seen those? No. I've seen those and the one he's talking about that have like two or three rolls inside, you know, normal size yeah, rolls yeah. inside a, a plastic those cover. Like, yeah, it's like the toilet paper shotgun. It's got a whole bunch of... <laughs> it's like a revolver. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a know, revolver. That's thing. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to load up another roll. <laughs> so there you go, Kevin. We yeah. haven't answered a single thing for you. <laughs> so it is not just to piss people off, but that is a unintended consequence. Of trying to please everyone. And, and it's the bonus of uh, getting you complaining and helping us fill podcast time. So thank you, Kevin. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, Ando and Katie May, thank you for coming by today. It was really nice yes. to see you. Don't make us wait another five years. Yeah, no kidding, Katie May. You can, you can come by more half, often. Whatever. I'll bring some more food. Thank Ooh. you. <laughs> we'll decorate the room. <laughs> It looks like I'm going to end up pressing those. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> um, Ando, where can they find you? Well, they can find me, of course, at, uh, well, there's AndoCon stuff at Twitter and Facebook. Uh, all that is at AndoCon. And then, of course, there's uh, there's at Poor Man for me personally on the Twitter and uh, and Supreme underscore game underscore master on Instagram and the theamazingando.com on, uh, on the web. Or just, you know, the amazing, uh, Ando at theamazingando.com for email. You know, Katie May, do you wish to share anything? You can find me at the escapery. I live there. <laughs> <laughs> with all the cats, with the 20 cats. <laughs> and the toilet paper installed upside down. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's go check out the toilet paper <laughs> roll at the escapery and see how that holds up. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. 
Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And uh, you can go to nerdburgergames.com for game stuff, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com for buying the game stuff, and you can go to Backer Kit to uh, still get yourself uh, the $15 super good deal for capers before we publish that thing. Backer Kit, the Kickstarter after party. Trademark. <laughs> Pending. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig introduce Nerdburger Smells and Scents, a line of candles that smell like the belief that you, what you have to say is actually interesting to other oh, people, and that's I why you put it on the internet forever. thought they were going to smell like us. The scent of ego. What does ego smell like? <laughs> Ando. Ah. <laughs> glad you said it so I didn't have to. <laughs> wow. Well, my beard oil is grapefruit oil and coconut oil. Now I'm hungry (laughs) and thinking about your beard. Drink it in, man.